So you were a grown ass man making noticing all all this shit. Oh, why? Why would you ruin this for me? What have I done to you? By Jane Austen, of course. We settled on Emma. We were thinking at first to do a series of uh, Jane Austen. Now we're thinking we might not. No, we might not. You kind of get a bit of an overdose of the same. Or at least if we do it a little bit later, which I am not even sure. Sense and sensibility. Let's leave it open. Let's leave it open. Anyway, like this is not... uh, for the people that came here for Jane Austen, uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing all sorts of authors, and mm-hmm. we're not especially Jane Austen fans. Yeah, we're say. not uh, extremely fond of her. We like her. We respect her work, of course. Admit her incredible influence, but yeah. we're not fanatics, as because <laughs> there, there is some. <laughs> I'm talking to the, the people who came here. I think yeah. we must have, like, maybe one listener who came here by mistake. I have no idea. Yeah, please stay. Day. Please <laughs> stay. Please, madam, don't leave. How do you know it's madam? Oh, it is a madam. Her name is Eleanor. She's oh. 36. 36? Yeah. I thought an old lady. Eleanor, Eleanor is old. Oh, okay. Yeah, Eleanor. she's making cookies. Oh, Mildred, then. Oh, Mildred. Hello, Mildred. Hi, Mildred. That's creepy. Imagine if there is really Mildred listening. <gasps> she must wonderful. be creeped out. <laughs> we love you, Mildred. Stay with us. Yeah. We only have you. <laughs> we know your house. <laughs> we know where you live. Take care of your two children, Mildred. <laughs> she doesn't have two children. She has two cats. No, I would never hurt a cat. Child, maybe. Oh, right. Not a cat. <laughs> Keep going. Keep incriminating yourself. I know. I'm doing very good today. So I have a question for you. What? I'm going to give you a choice. Yeah. And you have to choose. You don't have any way out. Of course. You have have to finish your life with either Mrs. Bates forever or Mr. Woodhouse. What do you mean forever? You have to Eternity? Yes. It's eternity with with Mrs. Bates. And you have to listen to her. You can't zone out or tune her out. You have to listen to every word she says. Or Mr. Woodhouse. And you have to take his kind advice about your health. And you'll eat gruel with him. (laughs) Oh, no. It was an easy choice before the gruel. (laughs) And I don't think he would like you to have the buttered rolls... And croissant. Every stuff that I yeah, like. Yeah, anything good in the world. Is not wholesome. No, <laughs> it's not wholesome at all. <laughs> and you list, listen to Mrs. Bates, Miss Bates rather, all day long. No. Uh, <laughs> Which do you take? Well, in gruel? spite of the gruel, I'll, I'll take the gruel. No, Mrs. Bates, is, um, I'll just go mad. I think so. Or, you know, just cut your ears off. Yeah. Poor Mrs. Bates. Yeah, Miss but Bates. Mr. Woodhouse, um, I'll... I mean, his... Uh, gruel. For the rest of your I life. know, I know. And cake? Oh my lord, what are you thinking about? <laughs> he wanted them not to eat wedding cake. I know. Kind of annoying, but very cute at the same time. That's why I chose him. He's endearing. Yeah, I think so. He, she is too, but I, I couldn't stand the chatter. At least he can oh, shut up. Oh lord, I think a third of the book was her. But uh, I liked it. Anyway, so yeah, let's yeah. say, uh, do you want to go first? What did you... Oh, oh no, you didn't what? choose. Who would you take? Oh lord, I, it was it was your choice. 
man, I'm not sure. I think I'd take Mr. Woodhouse too. Yeah, you'll have, you know, you'll take care of him. But it's a lot of work. But you can escape him. He sleeps. I, I suppose he sleeps a lot. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Bay doesn't sleep. Oh. oh, she's full of energy. <laughs> she is abnormally yeah. so. Let's take the girl. What did you think of the book? Uh, I didn't enjoy that much, honestly. Mm. Uh, I was bored. I zoned out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you told I, like, me that. I zoned out. I was listening to a chapter because I was busy. And then I was, phew, bam. And I, I found like 15 minutes had passed. Oh. And I felt so guilty. I didn't not like it. I like it. But I wouldn't read it again at all. Uh, I think uh, we went with Jane Austen because we read her being very young mm. and impressionable. Unimpressionable, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm different now. Um... Especially with this one, the uh, the heroine, Emma, is mm. so young. I couldn't yeah. relate. Could you? You're younger than me. No, either. I don't think it's her age that makes it impossible to relate. Because we could understand uh, Lizzie in some ways. Even though she's the same age as oh, Emma. That's true, she's the same age. All other level of maturity. Yeah. Incredible. You know, uh, all in all, I find this book more realistic, more pragmatic. Because it's true, if you're an heiress, you're the highest of the high in your small little village made of, I don't know, a dozen families, or not even that. Mm. Of course you're going to grow up, and you didn't grow up with the influence of a mother. Mm. You only live with a father that absolutely worships the ground you you walk on, and no one can find fault with you. You will grow up to be a poor little shit who thinks she knows better. But she's not. If she were only that, well, she would be kind of an aunt anti-heroine but she's not that she's a heroine because at the end she learns her lesson yeah okay if you had to describe her in a sentence well jane austen did at the beginning of the of the book you know handsome rich yeah clever yeah and, clever uh, and spoiled she does say that mm. she never had anything that vexed her in her whole 21 years of mm. life it's logical that she grows to be that she has her little kingdom, and she thinks she can manage it. She doesn't have anything else to do. Well, for me, I liked, I enjoyed the style of the book, of course. I, I enjoy mm. the writing, and it's so, uh, it's light. Mm-mm. I thought it was light. Nothing contrived, nothing, uh, although a bit slow. Most of the uh, daily affairs of their lives are small things. Just the weather and what's happening in other people's lives, and, uh, yeah. and especially other people's lives. They, they really get into it. <laughs> they really put their noses in there. That, I did enjoy it. I, I did enjoy the smallness of their lives. Uh, you enjoyed that? Yeah. Didn't it bore you out of your mind? No, no. Oh. No, because it was strange to me. You know, how a letter written uh, from uh, Frank Churchill to his mother-in-law, new mother-in-law, yeah. would be... Sur- not mother-in-law, uh, what's it called? Stepmother. Stepmother, yeah. Uh, would be circulated, would be talked of. Yeah, and uh, yeah, everyone. On end. And only one person read it. Well, Mrs. Weston, and uh, she gave it to Mr. Woodhouse to read. And I he didn't... forgot most of it. <laughs> he just he would just keep saying he was very handsome, very handsome. <laughs> I didn't relate to Emma as a character. And I think not only because it's kind of a coming-of-age story, and I'm n- I never mm. was interested in those. Never. Yeah, yeah. Not in movies, not in books, ever. Who did you relate to more? I liked Mrs. Weston. What about Mr. Knightley? No. Really? He should be too old for this shit. Because <laughs> he bothers a lot with Emma's affairs. And her affairs are, are silly. He's her brother-in-law. Yeah. Like... And he's 36. But we'll talk about that later. Because later. there was a very creepy phrase. I know. 
Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> oh, I think I, I think I do. But anyway, just uh, not related to Emma, just his age. He, he's, he also meddles a bit. <laughs> he's a little bitch too. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of fun. No, he's uh, the ideal of a good man, I suppose. Yeah, he's not very complicated. He's a simple good man. And honest and upright, mm. and uh, he's not a Frank Churchill at all. And that's why he hates yeah. him from the start. And he he can be relied on. He's a solid yes. man. I but like that more than what we saw in Pride and, and Prejudice. Yeah. Actually, what I liked here, compared to... Because we just did uh, Pride and Prejudice, mm. I think it's a more probable love story. Yeah. They've known each other all their lives. It's not like strangers and there's a class barrier to uh, mm. to cross. Here, they are the same class. Yeah. They've known each other. It's not based on a misunderstanding. No misunderstanding here. It's actually deep understanding. Mm. Which is... That's why I told you, like, this book is more pragmatic, more realistic. Because the classes are very respected here. They, and when, it, when they don't the respect them... Sorry yeah, to interrupt of you. Course. When they don't respect them, they pay for it. Yeah. Much more pragmatic than Pride and Prejudice. And the book doesn't shy away from it. So when she befriends Harriet, I think why is Emma deluded with the whole thing? Like, the whole plot centers around Emma ruining Harriet's life. <laughs> or trying very hard to. And Harriet just going with it. Well, she's a simpleton, but the yeah. thing is... <laughs> she is. She is a simpleton. And a kind one at that. Yeah, she is. She definitely is. And uh, Emma needed some sort of... Uh, a slave figure or something. A follower. She needed a minion. And someone that uh, admires her and flatters her mm. and all of that. That's why I don't like her. You know, needing the flattery and all of that. Although she, since she always takes uh, Mr. Knightley's criticism at heart, she likes the fact that he doesn't flatter. True. Otherwise she would just uh, shun him, but she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She she respects his opinion, I think, because deep down she knows he's, he's right. Yeah, he was right. Mm. So I was saying uh, the thing about Harriet, how she, uh, how she, Emma befriends her. It's because her origin is unknown. So Emma oh. builds a whole story up. Yeah. If she knew for sure that she was the daughter of a farmer, like the Martins, mm. or as it happens, as we learn later in the book, at the end of the book, that mm. she's the daughter of, of a tradesman, mm. she wouldn't be her no, dear dear not. friend because she shuns the calls. Mm. Just because they come from trade. So with this, because, again, she let her imagination run and imagined uh, Harriet to be of some sort of noble extraction. I don't know. Not noble, but... Yeah, a bit of a stupid fairy tale. But there was no basis to it. Yeah, nothing. They just know that he pays for her education and uh, for her stay with Mrs. uh, Goddard. That's what Emma based her assumption on. That's that's no basis at all. Of course it's not. (laughs) Just because he's paying for her. And Mr. Knightley tells her that, okay, whoever her father or her parents or her friends are, Mm. they're only paying for her to stay. They're happy for her to stay with Mrs. Goddard. Yeah, to stay away. And to become a Mrs. Goddard. Exactly. So why are you uh, trying to lift her up? It's friendship implies an equal standing. No, there is no equal standing. There is no equal standing at all, so it can't be a friendship, no matter what you do. It's a very strange uh, obsession on Emma's part. I think she's lonely, and they don't say it. Mm. So I think Mr. Knightley knows it or feels it because at some point, like, he feels like just a ball for her is such a. Yeah. It's a huge. And she lives with practically an invalid. Well, he's not an invalid, but. But it's a responsibility. He, he, need, he acts he's needy, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And there is nothing. 
really there is nothing. Do you know, that's the thing that absolutely baffled me. You have the means. How can you let your life be that empty? But and no so freedom, that... where would she go? No, just, I don't know, at the same time, you can occupy yourself. So many things are happening in the world at the same time. If don't you're they aware have of any... them. That's the thing. I don't know, don't you think if you're bored, you try to enlarge a bit your world? Uh, I don't know, read the news, take a hobby or something. We she don't see anything hobbies. of that. No, they do have silly girl girl hobbies. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm quite sure not everybody was like that at the same time. The world was moving. There were wars. The world was actually changing at the same time. Yeah, but she wasn't concerned by it. As mm-hmm. a, a woman which is kind of chained to her invalid father. That doesn't it surprise you? The absolute emptiness. No, it doesn't. Because it's her country life. And her mind is not up to anything more, I don't think. Oh. I think this is the story of a bunch of small-minded people. And mm-hmm. I include even Mr. Knightley in it. I include everyone. Do you think everyone. it's always like that? What do you mean? Does everybody has their own little uh, hybrid that they evolve in? I think it's hard for us to understand because now the world is really a small place and accessible and uh, you can mm. escape your little mindless daily tasks. You it's can escape yeah. them if you want to. But then, of course, she could have been like um, the future Mrs. Elton who goes to Bath and goes to visit her sister. But Emma, she has the money, but she can't. Her yeah. father. I don't even... I'm not even talking about that. I think that's just um, like Augusta Elton does. Yeah. It's the same smallness, just, you know, you spread it around. Yeah. That's all. Your circle of, of banalities and everyday things is but m- a bit wider. I don't know. You know, I don't have a concrete example, but I'm quite sure women at that time, a lot of them... Not a uh, lot of them. What about the lectures? There were, like, lectures about chemistry and... Uh, zoology and things like that if you have the mind for it i don't think she has i think all of these people because you no, see... it was even it, i'm sorry i interrupted you it wasn't yeah. even about the mind it was something that was fashionable to do for ladies so even just this small thing it must open your horizons i a bit. don't think in an obscure county they say at some point and i really felt for her at that point in the mm. book she said that she never saw the sea oh yes yeah, true that, that was central and it to wasn't the... that far london wasn't that far even well london there yeah. so it's not like miles. they're buried in that anyway, anyway england is not a big country well at the time no, maybe it was, it was 16 miles there you could have gone and you could have gone in a day but because of her father her father like uh, even for a ball He's worried about are the windows going to be open mm. and he might ruin that for her. He was about to. Yeah. He's a selfish man, actually. We'll come to him. Mm. Oh, did you change your mind about living with him now? It was uh, the lesser of two evils. I took the gruel. <laughs> it's just Mrs. Bates. I was running for Mrs. B- Miss Bates. Ah, uh, poor Miss Bates. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that I chose the invalid. <laughs> Although I like him. Uh yeah, so uh, she uh, there's this friendship with Harriet, and Emma is introduced as a matchmaker, or she thinks herself a matchmaker from the start, True. because she says that she married or she helped mm. the union of uh, her governess Miss Taylor, Taylor, that's and, now uh, Mrs. Weston, with the widower Miss Mr. Weston, mm. and we're never sure if she, if she really did it. Who confirms it actually? She does. And Mr. Knightley says we had nothing to do with it. (laughs) And she says, like, yeah, I facilitated. Maybe she did. Maybe she would leave them alone when she could. Because he would probably visit her in the house. Maybe she saw that there was, um, let's say, something common in the character. That they would 
go together well. Yeah, but I don't think she did more than that. Yeah, and the strange thing is, if you call yourself a successful matchmaker, you must have at least many instances of you arranging marriages. Well, that's why she was about to get her uh, portfolio. (laughs) (laughs) Started with Mrs. Weston was a success. So she thought the next one is the worthy (laughs) Harriet. Poor Harriet, who's completely simpleton, <laughs> like he's <laughs> unworthy of anyone. Well, she's nice, but she should uh, take a nice farmer. She went above her station. Not at the start. At yeah. the start, she was completely contented with Mr. Martin, so she stayed with the Martins for a summer, a whole summer, mm. and she was quite happy with her stay. Not really in love with Mr. Martin, but would would have accepted him. Yeah, because she liked the mother and the sister and the life and. Mm. Emma convinces her to uh, refuse him. That was such an evil scene. How yeah. she manipulated exactly. her. Exactly. She had a lot of finesse in uh, taking her just in the right direction without seeming to do anything. No, nothing incriminating. Yeah. In a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> she was just saying, no, I don't want to influence you, but... Mm. Stuff like that. And I hated that. Oh, th- that scene was absolutely horrifying. But I, I also... Like, hated stupid Harriet. Like, what the hell? Come on, it's so evident. Speak <laughs> yourself up. <laughs> she uh, she schemes to get her with uh, Mr. Elton, who's the vicar. Yeah, who's a new vicar, I think. Uh, First, can you believe Mr. Elton is a vicar? No, at all. That's Mr. Elton? His, you call yeah. him reverend? He's gonna be, like, the leader of the flock? <gasps> How? <laughs> what What can he lead? <laughs> can this, he can't lead himself. <laughs> Mr. Elton, full of yeah. himself, shallow Mr. Elton. Knowing very himself to be very pretty, Mr. Elton. Oh, he loves himself. Oh, yeah, he knows it. <laughs> Again, no uh, physical descriptions with yeah, we uh, just, uh, Jane Austen. She tells you the general impression. All right, yeah. should we... Um, yeah, so uh, did, we, did, we did say that uh, now she's trying to lead Harriet mm. towards uh, Mr. Elton. And then we go back to what happens then with Mr. Elton. We want to yeah. talk now about Mr. Woodhouse, which is really interesting. Because yeah. I, saw, I thought the, yeah, the same yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly the same father figure that is uh, self-centered, incredibly self-centered. They never think about their kids. In the case of Mr. Bennett, it was um, uh, completely irresponsible. Uh, he's interested in his books, mm. his library. Uh, escapist, like you said last time. It his was, piece. Yeah. He's really not thinking that his uh, her daughters would be completely destitute, and he doesn't do anything. And in this case, and he's this not case... thinking about that his daughter is young, energetic, yeah. and she might want to have a family Completely missing day. out on life. When she said that she didn't want to get married, he mm. should be the one trying to know the reasons. Yeah. He was one of the reasons. And he didn't even try. I think because deep down he knows it. And he knows that if he brings it up, she might, I don't know, change her mind. He feels obligated to change her mind. So he just plays like he doesn't know it. So she stays with him. Uh, I think the difference between Mr. Woodhouse and Mr. Bennett, Mr. Mm. Woodhouse is kind of a fool. He's a silly man. And I think it is said. He's not very intelligent. Is he? Mm. Really? It is said that uh, Isabella, his other daughter... Mm. It's kind of like him. Oh, and yeah. Mr. Knightley doesn't Mm-mm-mm. like her. I mean, prefers Emma because Mara, Emma is uh, more witty and... Mm, smarter. Smarter. Isabella is like her father. Yeah, yeah. Good people, but, but nothing thick. very bright. <laughs> Thick-headed. <laughs> I think Mr. Woodhouse is thick. It's not that yeah. uh, he doesn't want to confront her with it. I think because even when they come at the end... Oh, spoiler. She's going to come up and <laughs> announce a marriage. Uh, even then, he thinks like a child. Like, uh, yeah. why do you want to marry? He's he's here anyway. He's here all the time anyway. Like Mr. Knightley he visits me every time anyway. Yeah, it's, it's not for you. <laughs> 
She wants some action. <laughs> it's not for you, Woodhouse. Do you want me to make you a drawing? I can. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Woodhouse is yeah. kind of... Um... How did he make his own children? Doesn't he know? Oh, his wife must have... Yeah. Uh... Because if his daughter is uh, Isabella is like him, so maybe the dead mother, maybe Emma yeah, is like she's her. An Emma. So she probably, you know, yeah, to got on top business. of him <laughs> and did what yeah. was needed. And he was thinking about gruel all the time and how unhealthy it was. <laughs> this is too much activity for me, my dear. Very unwholesome. Very unwholesome. <laughs> no, I liked him, but um, and uh, the way he's treated with such reverence in the whole neighborhood that speaks to his kindness because he is kind yeah. oh just one thing that i just remembered at some point they had i think uh, miss miss bates and jane and yeah. other people and it was after raining and he came up to jane fairfax that he didn't know <laughs> and told her if she asked her if he changed her stockings mr woodhouse and uh, and everyone knew that, and she said yes, thank you, sir. Ah, we do that. Like if you ever meet meet a kindly old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna. <laughs> you know, even if you ask something inappropriate. Yeah, completely outrageous. Because he was really worried about her health. <laughs> so uh, what were we talking about, Mr. Elton? Yeah. And the whole courtship, the whole silly thing. I hated it. The drawing yeah. of the portrait and the riddle making. Oh my god, that was You were so... talking about hobbies. That's their hobby. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. What the hell? I think it's just... Uh, they were small... Because at the time, they were authors, they were philosophers. Yeah, if actually, you had the mind for it, you could read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't the have to is, write riddles. We know people like that right now. What exactly, that's what about? I'm saying. Yeah, exactly, small, the same smallness. It's fascinating. <laughs> and the whole time, Emma thinks it's about Harriet. Did you think it was obvious that it wasn't Harriet, that it was Emma? Uh, it wasn't obvious to me at all. He complimented her in weird ways. But he was, if it were, if he were only interested, he complimented Emma more. But he did compliment Harriet in weird... That was the strangest thing, a way of flirting I've ever saw. Yeah. Shower your friend in compliments yeah. to get to you. What the hell? Yeah. I, it was strange. It was strange, but I think he was more justified in feeling that he was let on. More than Emma. She's deluded. She is deluded. She's, yeah. She decided what the outcome would be. Yeah. And she thought that everything is going uh, smoothly in that direction. She says everything. She sees everything in under the light she wants to. <laughs> so uh, Emma builds the whole thing up with Harriet, and she makes her the poor girl. She makes her believe that it's possible mm. with Mr. Elton, which is strange. How could she not know that the county, well, not the county, the village uh, vicar mm. could never marry a woman of unknown origin? A natural daughter. That was ridiculous. How could she not know that? Because she convinced herself that she is the daughter of gentlemen. So that's uh, that's that. I don't know yeah. how she could imagine that. Anyway, she convinces uh, Harriet. And Harriet, you see how she pulls her. It's degree by degree. She worked on her a long time. Oh, yeah, she did. For her, at the end, to be convinced that it's possible for her to be Mrs. Knightley. Yeah, and very easily. like. Very, uh, but it wasn't easy. Yeah. It t it, she was working on her oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah. And then she's surprised. Oh, oh, now, when it comes to Mr. <laughs> Knightley, now you're really uh, acting <laughs> above your station. Like she on her territory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the manipulation was really artful. And then she was uh, very surprised. That Mr. Yeah. Elton... Mixed volume. <laughs> Where did you take it from me? I wanted to say it. Because I love this one. Go on. Mr. Elton makes violent love to Emma. 
In the carriage. In the carriage. Mr. Elton, oh. like, he doesn't even give her a bed. In the, <laughs> in the car. Violent love. Yeah, violent On a bumpy love. road. <laughs> it yeah. was, seriously, there's some things really don't mean the same thing. What did Mr. Bennett say? He makes uh, sweet love to us all. Yeah. Yeah. So he makes violent love to her, and she's very surprised. She's uh... so actually, what does it mean? I think he took her hand and started talking. Oh yeah, that's violent love. Oh yeah, oh very oh, violent. Lord. <laughs> that was with the gloves. Did he do that? Did what? he take her hand? Yeah, 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 he did take her hand. Kiss her that's... hand. Lord, what are you? What is this? This is not an R-rated podcast. If you please. <laughs> Let's okay. keep it kid friendly. So just declared his love, and mm-hmm. Emma was uh, taken aback. She did not expect that. So Mr. Elton doesn't stay down for a long time after her refusal, and he uh, reacts in a very petty manner. He's, he's a very a petty sm- man. Yeah, he's a small man. He's, uh, he again. makes Harriet pay for it, and Emma also. He tries mm. to. He only uh, takes leave by letter and only to her father, and he goes away to Bath. You're listening to the BMB podcast, Books and Bumrock. Books and Bumrock. Oh, what was that? You hood. I How wanted dare to share you? in your joy. No, uh, it was mine. Okay. I'll give you that one. Oh, so now you're silent. <laughs> okay. So if you liked what you heard until now, Doubtful. please. Oh, my God. Thank you. You know, you're such a ray of sunshine. I'm here to ruin your shits. I'm going to try again. If you liked it, please consider subscribing. Following us on Instagram at the Books and Bumrolls Podcast or write to us at the Books and Bumrolls Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll answer, we promise, even if it's hate mail. I mean, maybe you'll have it. <laughs> All right, so thank you really for listening, yeah. and we send no compliments to your mothers, all of them. <laughs> the whole business with uh, Frank Churchill. Very strange how mm-hmm. the legend was built. That's again That's, another yeah. proof of uh, their empty lives. Completely empty, that just someone who's. Someone that yeah. doesn't bother visiting. Completely, not even in his father's marriage. It's not that far. Yeah. <laughs> it was, again, very close, I think. Yeah. Like, he could come and go. But uh, Mrs. Churchill couldn't spare him. Again, another sickly, fakely sick old woman. She wasn't... I thought, the whole book, I thought she was fake until she died. No, she was actually fake for a lot of it. I mean, even she, she was, was surprised. Really <laughs> oh, I'm really sick. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hold up, God. It's for real. I, I was wondering about the whole thing of uh, him not able to travel, not being able to travel and needing her permission to go anywhere. Yeah. Because she couldn't spare him. They always said it. Mrs. Churchill couldn't spare him. What the hell? Yeah. What is he, a nurse? <laughs> I don't think he sees her. I'm, I'm sure if she's in a sick bed, yeah. he must kiss her cheek for, I don't know, like go visit her for a quarter of, once of an a hour. Day. Yeah, and that's it. What, do you, what is he doing for her? I, I don't think so. But they oh. all, they were all agreeing, like it's the most natural thing, that oh. she couldn't spare him. No, that's a polite way of th- saying things. But actually, what they do say uh, in the book, that uh, her sister, because he's her sister's son, yeah, her sister married down. So I don't think she likes him going back. Because yeah. the relation is not really good between them. But I don't think she... Oh, yeah, she yeah. didn't like maybe where he came from, but yeah, she liked exactly. him, I think. Uh, Frank. So she raised him. She raised him completely. So him going back to his father mm. is... Uh, she feels threatened by it, I think. Oh, she maybe. doesn't want him to become lowly again or something. Well, Frank yeah. doesn't need any help to be lowly. No, he's an imbecile. But uh, another example of uh, an unequal marriage gone bad. Oh. This? Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Weston. Yeah. yeah, in the end was... Uh, His first marriage. Mm. 
he he's uh, he's a tradesman, right? Yeah. And he, he was uh, a captain, and he became. Oh, he was yeah. in the army, and and uh, he married above him, above his yeah. station. Above his station. And uh, she was very unhappy. But he was happy, but she was unhappy. Mm. So completely different from Pride and Prejudice, the vision here. Yeah, where it's praise in Pride and Prejudice, here it's shown it's that wrong it doesn't work. It's wrong or wrong. <laughs> I don't think she expected then a happy ending for her people, in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Uh, no, but really, um, I don't know if this is uh, a wrong perspective since we don't live in that time. But I don't think it would be... What kind of life would it be if you had to be grateful to your husband? The unequal footing. Hmm. It's a fragile position to be in. But again, the choice is so limited, so you kind of hang on to anything. Uh, talking about choices, here we have a scene, and actually it's uh, one of the only bits of dialogue that I liked in this book. Mm. where um, Harriet asks Emma if she's not uh, afraid to end up an old maid, and she says, mm. like, Miss Bates. And Emma says that she would never be like Miss Bates. Yeah, because they don't have anything in common, except being not married. Yeah, yeah. and in this case, not being married would not be such a horrible thing for her. Exactly, she's an heiress. Why would she Why would she fear anything? Yeah. She has a property and money. Uh, what did, what we, did say we say about uh, Frank Churchill? Oh, so yeah, there is a letter and everyone talks about it and it's so handsome and all of that, even though he didn't bother what to come. What the hell is a handsome letter? <laughs> Just to it? congratulate his uh, new stepmother. Yeah, ridiculous. And then, finally, he arrives. And he lives up to every expectation I think Their expectations. He seemed like a silly imbecile to me. Yeah. I disliked him. I disliked him and from you know, the get-go. He did exactly the same thing as as um, John Wickham. John really? Wickham? No, not John. I have no idea. It's Wickham. Wickham. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he does the exact same thing. He comes to a new place and he keeps insisting and talking about the same thing. And here you can feel he kind of obsessed about Miss Fairfax in but mocking her. Persecuting her. Persecuting her. What the hell does she see in Frank? <laughs> That's the thing. Don't you... I think I, that bothered me. Yeah. Because she doesn't seem the kind of woman to get attached to a silly man. And he is a silly man. He persecuted her. He humiliated her. He you is. have an understanding. He could have been polite to everyone. He could have been a flowery as he wants to be. Why was he so insistent to uh, to make it look like he was attached to Emma? Not necessary at all. At all. Like what? To um, So maybe he did it to mislead people, but it wasn't necessary. No one suspected anything. No one even knew they knew each other. The thing is, they did want him. His mother, his father and mother uh, and stepmother wanted him to be attached to Emma. That's the thing. It was dangerous. So maybe it was to throw them off. But, but it was too out much. Out of respect yeah. for Jane, yeah. if they have a secret... Un- even though it is secret, but it's an engagement. Yeah, it is. Out of respect for her, not only did he flirt with Emma all the time, but he insulted Jane. Constantly. Why? I have no earthly idea. He I have no idea what no she sees qualities, in him. And he is so... Mr. Knightley does say that he pities her. Yeah, he does. And he doesn't understand that he, he calls Mr. Uh, sure. Churchill uh, very lucky mm. Yeah, to have such a sensible, intelligent woman. I have no idea. Or maybe Jane is smart. Yeah. Very pragmatic. Yeah. She knows her situation in life. Yeah. She's going to end up as an old governess. Nothing else to it. She's educated and smart and comes from a good family. And yet she has nothing. She's going to end up with Mrs. Bates. Very possible. Yeah. I I, I like that. that. I I thought it was something incoherent. No, I think it's because he's rich. 
Yeah, but uh, uh, as long as Mrs. Churchill was alive, yeah. he would never be able to marry Jane. No, that's the thing, yeah. Maybe they expected know. her to die. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> oh, this is a crime story now. You it know is. What? The death of Mrs. Churchill was so sudden. She should have thrown that in. It would have been a more oh, interesting book. <laughs> I think so. I would have loved it if there was a hint that Jane kind of... <laughs> Kind of maybe visited Mrs. Uh, Churchill. Yeah, served her soup. <laughs> Not with arsenic no. at all. I was a bit bothered by it, by the by the relation, by the engagement of Jane with that and fool. Yeah, they have nothing Frank. to do with each other. Um, because I like her. She's uh, discreet. She's nice. She's polite. She's intelligent. And she just was born in the wrong uh, to the wrong family mm. in the wrong position. But she's. Obviously more accomplished than Emma, and Emma is jealous of that. Because she feels that she is what she wants to be. Exactly. Mm. So poor Jane uh, ends up... With silly... With silly Frank, with the full Frank that goes to London for a haircut. <laughs> I like how Mr. Knightley was enraged oh. by that. <laughs> no, Mr. Knightley was on point. He was the on whole point book. with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I think he's a good judge of character, if nothing else. Yeah. So, why did Emma think that Frank would be a suitable yeah. uh, man for Harriet? Mm. No, I don't think she thought suitable. She just went into a romantic adventure uh, with mm. uh, Frank saving Harriet from the horrible gypsies. Again. That didn't same attack way. her. Yeah. They were just <laughs> children. <laughs> I mean, it's Harriet. What do you expect? <laughs> she ran. <laughs> yeah, because they had brown skin. Yeah. Well, of uh, course she'd run. They came begging, and she ran like a fool. Again, Harriet. <laughs> anyway, and Frank saved her, and she fainted and all that. Yeah. Emma built a whole story about this. For what reason? Just Emma knows. decided. Yeah. <laughs> but Harriet had an idea of being in love yeah. with Mr. Knightley. Mr. Knightley. Actually, this, is, this has better standing. Yeah, it does, because she was humiliated at that ball, and I think for... Oh, it was a horrible scene. I really realized the smallness of Mr. Elton in that and moment. And his wife, yeah. Yeah, and his wife. They deserve each other. And Mrs. Weston, imagine you're sitting and you have another woman telling him... Who's an older and woman. And hinting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she's doing what, what's decent to do because there's a young lady sitting and while everybody's dancing. Mm. And he outright says no, just mm. after proposing to someone else. To herself, to Mrs. Weston. Yeah. She said that she wouldn't dance. And she said that she proposed another lady. A younger and lady. And he says yes. Oh yeah, an older lady. I an think older Mrs. lady. <laughs> <laughs> you understand the heartbreaking Harriet. And there Mr. Knightley behaved well. Yeah, he he's a good man. And he comes and saves her. Of course, it builds up in her mind. I think if it were the Harriet of the beginning of the novel, she should mm. never dared. No, at all. She would have taken it as a kindness, which it is. That's For what it. it was. Yeah. But after having Emma build you up... For a whole book. Yeah, and she was like, of course I can't get Mr. Knightley. <laughs> At the end, yeah. She's yeah. so full of herself. Why not? <laughs> yeah, so uh, then there's the whole misunderstanding uh, when uh, Harriet is asking Emma for advice and yeah. Emma's saying, yeah, kind of, yeah, why not? Yeah, You could yeah. have him. He's not so above <laughs> you. You could dream. Dream on, girl. <laughs> and then when she realizes... She's walking on her territory. Who was she talking yeah. about? The song changes. And that I didn't like. 
Because what Harriet was good enough for anyone. Yeah. Oh, now that she's on your turf, on your Mister <laughs> Knightley, now you think she's thinking too above her station. Uh, mm. she, she's a hypocrite. She is. Mm. While all of this confusion is happening, Mrs. Weston thinks Mister Knightley should be with Jane Fairfax. I think she she thinks he admires her. Which he does. Which he does. Yeah. She <laughs> thinks it's romantic. Yeah, yeah, and th- she she thinks they would go well together. I think they would. They would. She's uh, she's an intelligent. And smart. But apparently she likes fools, so... Yeah, or she likes money. Yeah, so Mrs. Weston plants the idea of uh, Mr. Knightley liking Jane Mm. in Emma's uh, head, although Emma refuses to think it's possible. Because she doesn't like it at all. Because she likes Mr. Knightley, but at that point she doesn't Yeah. Uh, And then she starts to observe them and thinks that, oh, maybe, it's not impossible after all. He sent her a carriage, he sings with her. Wow. He sings. Yeah, I think he did. They do. They do play together. Mr. Knightley. No, no, it was that fool Frank. What did What did Mr. Knightley do to? Oh, oh to... I think he saved her from excessive singing. He sent Miss Bates. He didn't bother that much. He just mm. said uh, to Miss Bates uh, that apparently to them it's uh, violent love. <laughs> Everything is violent love. <laughs> <laughs> so now Frank is free to marry whomever because yeah. Mrs. Churchill, who's apparently his ball and chain, yeah, she dies, was. gets murdered. Now the engagement can be open, they can declare it. Should we talk about, uh, now this is important, this is Mm. something that was intriguing to me, the whole book, about Mr. Knightley and Emma's relation. Yeah. What the hell is that? Okay, so, 16 years difference. Yeah. At the time, not so weird. I wouldn't, even today... Depends even today, twenty one and thirty six—that's uh, their ages. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, even today, depending on the people, but I wouldn't say yeah. it's horrid. I wouldn't say no, not at all. But the thing is, he knows her since exactly. she was a kid, and he does say, "I was sixteen when you were born." Yeah, and he says something very disturbing later. I think he says something like, "I've been in love with you since you were thirteen. He says it. He says it just like that. Just like that. And I do hope love everything. Nope. It means something else. No. Nope. It means what it means. What? In these novels, at that time, she couldn't write about sex. But it's implicit. Of course. I mean, he want to marry her. What, what uh, else? Obviously, everything is about sex. So, yeah. the, the, give me a break. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was uh, noticing her. Since she was 13? Yeah. Oh, How come on. He? Why would you ruin Mr. You, Knightley for wait me? Wait a second. How old was he when she was 13? 26. <gasps> he was an old dude. Um, <gasps> no, he was 29. No. He was 29 if he's 16 older than her. I'm sorry. Oh my lord. It is what it is. What, what is you it? You have to face it. What is it? Even at that time it wasn't acceptable. What? 29 and 13. I don't think in any That's word. why he waited. <laughs> he's a decent oh. man. He was waiting the whole time. No, I never found it alright. Because as a, it would be alright, yeah. 36 and 21, if the 21 is especially mature. Mature, mature for her age, which she, she isn't. But no. whatever. If you just met her. But when you have memories of her being a baby and you were a grown-ass man. Yeah, don't do that. Nuh-uh-uh. No. And he, when he was talking about her to Mrs. Weston, her governess, uh, her former governess, mm. saying, uh, and she was doing that at eight, and when she was nine, yeah. she was trying... So you were a grown-ass man making noticing all, all this shit. Oh, why? Why would you ruin this for me? What have I done to you? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a romance. No. <laughs> In what word? Huh? You sicko. <laughs> You're just destroying everything because 
I watched the new Emma recently, and Mr. Knightley is amazing in there, and well, I, I don't d- want him ruined. I don't know who he is. I didn't see the movie. Yeah. But either way, maybe they... Uh, did they change the age difference? I don't think it's mentioned. He doesn't look... Uh... Oh, but older? again, I'm stupid about ages, apparently, so... Well, to you, everyone looks young. Well, shouldn't you be happy about that? Yeah. yeah. Well, if only if you thought that about me... But you think I'm an old sack? No, I think you're an old sack in your mind, like an old hag. (laughs) Otherwise you did. You see how open-minded I am? (laughs) I just told you that it was a romance. No, really, if it were, let's say, six years difference. If she was 20 and he was, let's say, 28. That's a large difference in experience. But still, he would have been... When she was 8, he still would have been 16, the bastard. (laughs) There's no way to make it right. Come on. Okay, let's not talk about it anymore. Yeah, please. So, this is the end of our episode. No. They marry what? There was something amazing in the marriage. What? What uh, happened? Both Mr. 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 Woodhouse. Mm. Why did he accept the marriage in the end? Yeah. I like it. It was funny. Because that they he gave him. No, that, that, they gave, that he gave his consent before that because there was a chicken thief in the neighborhood. Oh. Yeah, and that was it. He just wanted the man in the house to feel safe. That How was... could I forget? I almost forgot to <laughs> talk about that. It is the best. I know it was amazing. I loved it. That Mr. Woodhouse. Yeah, it was chicken. about to ruin his daughter's future. <laughs> Completely ignoring that she was gonna marry all her yeah. desires, her future of having children. Maybe no, no, no. All of yeah. that. Why don't you die taking care of me? Oh, oh there's a chicken thief. <laughs> He's afraid for his chicks. I don't know how I imagine Mr. Woodhouse. I wonder how he is in the movie. So the new version, I absolutely loved him. Really? I adored him. Okay. Yeah, because they did something quite special with him. Okay, so let's not get ahead of ourselves, because we're going to talk about that in due time. So are we done with the movie? They all get married. Harriet uh, marries Mrs. Martin, as she should have from the first. first, If it wasn't for the meddlesome... (laughs) Emma. So it wasn't, uh, it was kind of acceptable for Mr. Knightley to come and live with his wife in her house. I think so, apparently. I didn't know. Stuff I don't that know. I wouldn't, uh, yeah, two I wouldn't things. Think that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The natural daughter, the acceptance, the easy acceptance, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that he goes live there. I don't know if it's exceptional to him or if it was uh, not considered badly. And the thing I wonder about is the house Daniel Abbey is going to be just standing empty, waiting for Mr. Woodhouse to die. If Mr. Woodhouse dies, then the other property, Hartfield, is going to stand empty. Oh, I would love to have their problems. Yeah, what the hell is that? Like, some people have too much property. Like, oh my lord, too much palaces. (laughs) And I'm in a cupboard. If you die, what am I gonna get? Zero. Zilch. Nothing. Nothing. Not even... um, If you die, do I get your dresses, though? Mm, Who else am I gonna get them to? (laughs) You say that like you search very hard for someone else to give them to and then you're and like, fuck shoes. it. <laughs> and you get my shoes. Yeah, but I can't get your shoes, you know, with my fairy feet. They don't okay. fit. They're too big for me. This is why you're going to lose everything. <laughs> this behavior right here. Okay, so, are we done with this book? Yeah, love that's it. That it. Much? We're done. In the end, I don't think this is my favorite. I like more substance. I think More clear uh, substance. I don't like to search for it. Yeah, this yeah. was hard searching for substance. Yeah. I don't know, maybe Jane Austen fans are going to tell us otherwise. If someone is listening, I'm talking yeah. to you, Mildred. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the cats. <laughs> but really, as we said la- last time, we need something else now. Uh, maybe yeah. someone that loves Jane Austen and sees meaning 
where it's really for me hard to look for. I just see I small would love people to with small listen lives. about it. I don't mind. No, I know yeah. there are hardcore uh, Jane oh, Austen yeah, yeah, fans. Yeah, they're obsessed. They're going to piss on us. And people who say that she is their favorite author. No, far, far, far from it. I don't. Uh, I like her. I I see what what's good about her, but that's definitely not my favorite style. So anyway, uh, what are we gonna do next? Next, we will do the Age of Innocence. No, no, no. I'm talking about oh, the sorry. next episode. Yeah. Oh we're, yeah, next ep- I forgot the adaptation. Did I you forgot. forget the whole? I forgot the whole idea of the podcast. I did. I'm still, you know, under shock. Are you about to faint? I am. There is a phrase in the book about fainting. She says something about a lady that faints must recover or something like that. Oh, a weird turn of phrase, as if it's, it's all under control. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Of course, it so was. It's a bit it of was an fake. Elegant, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they talk about it as if women fainted all the time. And I think it's hard to faint. It doesn't happen. Like, when did it rare. ever happen? Ever. I di- you know what? I didn't see anyone fainting in my life. Oh. Did you? I think I fainted. Oh. Did you faint? Well, you mocked I... me for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how could I you forget for- that? I forgot that. How did I forget that? It was super funny. <laughs> because you didn't funny? faint from pain. You fainted from fear. <laughs> it was ridiculously funny. So... I hit so- I hit something something hit my face. Okay, let's let me correct that. You're gonna say your version, and I'm gonna right. interject small words. I was walking rather fast, mm-hmm. and I was looking down at my phone. Yeah, when I got right. up, there yeah. was um, what do you call like that? Like a tube or something. I'm plastic, a plastic tube. but hard. That hit me in the cheek and the bone. Try just hit scratched me, you. No, hit me so fast that I w- that I went back two steps. <laughs> We don't have two steps to go back at home. It's true. Sure. And then I felt like a flap. I know it was a people, but it was a piece of skin, like a flap of flesh, flesh, flesh skin. <laughs> Do you have any scar? If it was a flesh wound, weird enough, know. I don't have scar. <laughs> hmm. God, how could we explain that? And then it I was call- a tiny I don't know piece if I of called skin. You, we were just passing. Did I call you? I think you called me, and I put on like a bit of disinfectant you dis- on your cheek. You disinfected my wound. Yeah, your your battle wound. <laughs> <laughs> and then while I was doing that, you kind of looked in the mirror, and you got afraid because the disinfected wound was red. <laughs> and you were kind of you sat down. Oh my god, I'm not feeling well. <laughs> And I was, of course, it was funny. And I, I took you to lie down at least. You didn't take me. I, I didn't went take alone. You. Of course not. How would I? Do that? It was funny. It was hilarious. Everybody thinks it was hilarious because it was a flap of skin. Like when you woke up, you did that. Like you pinched it <laughs> off, and that was it. Anyway, I'm more ladylike because I fainted at least once in my life. So I'm a lady. That makes oh me my a lady. God, I'm not feeling well. <laughs> Why am I smelling salt? I don't. I don't have any. Oh, well, didn't you just say you were a lady? Well, anyway, before we faint, both of us. Yeah. Goodbye. Oh. See you uh, next oh, wait, uh, episode. Did... We're gonna do the nineteen ninety six movie, right? Movie. Not we the start series. from the movie. It's yeah, we, so we start from the movie series and then movie again. So I don't know. I think it's the movie with Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, anyway, we're gonna publish the whole list of uh, our uh, next books, especially the books, because I think uh, people can watch. You can watch. Yeah. No. Kind of doesn't take much time to watch a movie, but. Mm. When it comes to yeah. books, so we should uh, put it out. Especially if it's a few thousand pages. Uh, if this one was it was not that long, but it was too long. 
I think uh, we'll enjoy it better what? in a movie and TV show better than the book. Oh, for sure. Because it's, it's light-hearted. It's light-hearted. So. Yeah, it's enjoyable and there is uh, pretty costumes and sets to be oh, seen. And don't you love that? Who doesn't? <laughs> they say you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mildred. Goodbye. Mm. See you next episode. <laughs>